What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 15 Recap Edition of The Cut. John, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. And that's right. I'm the heart of a champion. I took down Christian in the AFL championship. Give me that title. Oh. Yeah, dude. Uh, what's crazy is I, I didn't set the best lineup, but what I did wouldn't have even freaking mattered because your team went off. Uh, like you just said before we started recording, you had Miles Sanders on the bench in favor of fucking Lev Bell. Uh, it it sucks. doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it sucks. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> yeah, he he should have put up like 220 on you. You had no oh, shot. No. Nope. And and I knew that at the beginning of the last episode, and by the end, I was feeling pretty confident. And after the one o'clock game, Sean, I had a like sixty-seven no, percent chance to win. Yeah, you had me worried. But then Julio said, "Nah." What's crazy I mean, is I needed Julio to go off because I needed Matt Ryan to go off, but yeah, I needed but it to be to Hooper. All Matt Ryan did was target Julio twenty times. Yeah, bro, <laughs> <laughs> absolute garbage. But whatever. Oh, not to mention George Kittle. Yeah, dude. It, Shout out to Brandon for that trade. It, it, but in my defense, it helped both of us because he did get Lamar Jackson. And he came in third. So yeah. I, uh, I, I knocked him out last week. Yep. Uh, but I'll take my second place finish. That's my highest finish in this league. So And, uh, and let's, let's not say, let's, let's not forget here. This is a redemption story, much like North Carolina's championship game in 2017. I had the championship pulled out from underneath me last hmm. year by Randy, losing by <laughs> one point because the Raiders decided to kick a field goal and not throw for 15 more yards in a game that yep. didn't end up mattering in Week 16. So I lost by one point. So it was a redemption story of the year. Again, much like North Carolina in 2017, we bounced back off the mat and we took that title. Sucks to suck. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so as always, thank you for joining us on episode 39 of The Cut, listening to my little spiel here to start. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. You can, you can follow, like, share us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Cut FFL. Uh, side note, if you look at Twitter, you will see the screenshot of the championship matchup. And um, before we, I do, I do want to bring us back in here. Before we get started, there is something that we would like to talk about. Uh, we were all a big proponent for this. So Christian, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Yeah, so we have a, a college friend or acquaintance for, for some of us, but uh, a friend who is battling cancer right now. It's uh, a really terrible story. She had melanoma and uh she had the surgery. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and read her Facebook post, actually. Um, she says, I'm not one to ask for help, but if you followed my cancer journey for a while, I've been going through a lot and I've reached the point where I don't know how to handle it all. My surgery got all of the melanoma out, but there's still concern that the cancer may have spread to another organ. I had scans last week and blood work the week before that I'm still waiting on the results for. I have to see a mole specialist once per month, a physical therapist because my incision on my neck isn't healing well, a psychologist who is trying to help me mentally handle everything, and many more doctors and specialists. Between surgery, testing, and co-pays, my medical bills now exceed my student loans. 
That is why I have set up a GoFundMe. I want to be able to keep fighting and keep up with the recommended appointments, but as of right now, if I don't have help, I can't do much more. Um, on that note, we are going to put the link to the GoFundMe in the episode description. When you see this tweeted out, you're going to see the link. Um, if you guys can't help financially, that is completely fine, but we just ask that you please share this episode, but specifically the link um, to her GoFundMe. We're just hoping to drive people her way so that maybe she'll get lucky and someone will give her the money that she needs. Um, she's only at a little over 20% of her goal, which is hovering around 10,000. Um, so yeah, starting off the episode on a, on a very sad note, but if you guys could please share fuck cancer, uh, I've had family members, uh, who have battled cancer and it, it really fucking sucks. So, um, uh, other than that, just please, please share and, and contribute if you can. Yeah. I mean, all of us, I'm sure have been, um, affected by cancer in some way. So. Again, if you can't donate, we understand, but just get that link out there. We're trying to do whatever we can for, um, and um, just any, any help you guys can provide, it'd be great. Um, and thank you guys for all you do for us, for getting our listeners up, for giving us a re- reason to have a show each week to deal with these two idiots all the time. And uh, obviously, if any, any way you guys can help, it'll be greatly appreciated. Um, so let's, let's switch gears here. Uh, let's go through, uh, we're going to go through our week 15 recap. We did have a segment overview and the first was Christian versus Sean. I've pretty much hammered on it enough. I'm sure I'm going to hammer on it a little bit more here. So we'll go, we'll go right into the recap. Um, we did have get all fancy. Christian got all fancy with the numbers for this one. Um, we have the top 10 for each position, but we also have highlighted numbers or highlighted players who ended up being on someone's top 12. For our rankings this week, we did have a 63% accuracy rate before Monday Night Football. It's probably the best we've ever done. So thank you to us for that. Um, So let's get it started. Quarterbacks. And guys, guess what? Lamar Jackson finished first this week. That's so strange. 15 for 23, 212 yards, five touchdowns, 86 rushing yards. Yeah. Yep. That's there's it. Nothing, there's nothing more to say. He, he's going to have that. To say yeah, too. That would have been awesome. He, he's going to have at least 200 rushing yards this week. Probably 400. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be a ton. Yep. Oh, oh, Lord. I can't even imagine what he's going to do to the Browns. Whew. Um. All right. Well, there's nothing much more to say. Start Lamar yep. Jackson in your championship. And if you have Lamar Jackson's, chances are you're in the championship. So good for you. Uh, number two. He, he, no Mike Evans. No Chris Godwin. It didn't matter. Jameis Winston, my first quarterback, 28 for 42, 458 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. He's just a fantasy greatness. I guess that's all you can really say. Um, Bucks aren't that good of a team, but he's a good quarterback for fantasy. And and the Bucks are kind of a sneaky good team, man. I mean, what do they have? Seven wins now? Um but Jameis, I mean, he's so up and down. Uh, a lot of people were kind of pivoting off of him this <clears> week <throat> because no Mike Evans, the thumb injury. And uh, I had him as my, my number one quarterback. Obviously, that was pretty stupid of me not to put Lamar Jackson there. But, uh, yeah, go Jameis, dude. How about the yeah. fact that um, – I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you guys this. 
No Chris Godwin next week. No Mike Evans. Are you still rolling out Jameis in the fantasy championship? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he kind of did a lot without Godwin for most of the game. I mean, there was a pretty well, much... Well, yeah, t- when you have the beast that is Brashad Perryman. Well, I mean, it wasn't just him. He was hitting pretty much everyone, and it's not like the running game was doing much. I know I definitely had Jameis lowest out of all of us, but that was probably more due to the injury. I wasn't sure fully what was going to happen, especially with Mike Evans out. But, I mean, I think you can almost guarantee he gets 14 points next week. Yeah, but is that enough? It may not be, but, I mean, it's really what your options are there. (laughs) I mean, there's people that have been using Kyle Allen for weeks who's not even playing. There's, I mean. <laughs> ah, Kyle Allen. Side we'll note, talk, I'm happy about that. We'll talk about that later in the week, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't have the matchups in front of me, but I know that he, uh, I don't, do you guys remember who he's playing this week? Definitely sure no. 100% <laughs> no on that. Because <laughs> well, I was going to ask, uh, one, one instance that I, I think it's a valid question. Is if um, would you start Winston or would you start Carson Wentz at home against Dallas? Winston, no matter what, he's facing the Texans. Winston, okay, yeah. Well, what about Winston or Tannehill? Uh, Depending Win- on the matchup, Tannehill, I think yeah, just because of the Godwin nine. injury, it's the Saints. I, I, I go Winston. I think okay. I go Winston just because of matchup. Okay, that's how you have. I was say, yeah, I was just going to say, I still think Tannehill pretty much still hovers around the top 12. I just don't know if he'll be higher than Winston, just based on matchups. Speaking of Tannehill, he finishes quarterback three, 22 for 36, 279 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, added a one-yard rushing score. Uh, he's just been really, really good since he took over from Mariota, uh, which begs the question, why was Mariota even there to begin with? Um, but I, Randy said like, not a great matchup next week, but if you've rolled, if you'd rolled with, if you've rolled with Tannehill up to this point, uh, I mean, unless you have a guy like Winston or Mahomes, I think you got to throw him out there again. Yeah. I mean, in reality, it's more like, are you picking between him or like maybe like Wentz or. Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I understand both of those were top 10 this week, but they usually kind of hover around the bottom portion of the top quarterbacks. So maybe at that aspect, you're kind of questioning. But I mean, that's what we're here for. I guess we'll, we should be telling you who you should start out of. But <laughs> just looking at it right here. now, I mean, just looking at it right now, I think I would still stick with Tannehill next week. It's just the rushing floor in itself just gives me a, a bit more of just validation that he will still be a QB one next week. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the top five. Pat Mahomes uh, finished number four on the week, 27 for 34, 340 yards, two touchdowns on a pick in a blizzard. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's definitely good. I mean, if you, I know that there are some people that may have tilted away from Mahomes, given that weather concern and that Denver's pass defense isn't bad, but it's, 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 Pat Mahomes, you got to start him. Yeah, I know a lot of people I've seen in the fantasy community posting that they they sat both Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Uh, I would assume that they lost. I I have to say that that performance is more impressive than Lamar Jackson's five touchdowns to me because of the weather. I just, 
I mean, I, I fully expected him to perform, but not throw for over 300 yards. And uh, I mean, yeah, he did have a pick, but to only have seven incompletions in that snowstorm is incredibly impressive. Yeah. He came out and said he actually loves playing in the snow. He, <laughs> he loves it from an offensive perspective, which is, it's true. Like the offensive players know where they're going. The defensive players have to react and they have a higher chance of slipping because they have to read and react. Yeah. I mean, and, hey, I mean, that's I like the rhyme. Good job. That's <laughs> all, all this kid cares about. <laughs> and, and to your point, Christian, I mean, Tyree Kill only finished five for 67. So it's not like he had a good game. It was really Kelsey, 11 uh, receptions. We'll talk about it in the tight ends. But I mean, I, I obviously it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, points are points. But uh, the, the sitting of uh, Hill isn't unwarranted. But let's move on here. Number five. Carson Wentz is back up there, 30 for 43, 266 yards and three touchdowns to guys that I couldn't even tell you their names. Um, Greg Ward, for sure. I could tell you that one. Definitely. Uh, with the, with the uh, game-winning touchdown there with about 18 seconds left. Um, like I said, he gets Dallas at home next week. If you don't have a guy like Jameis, I'm okay in that matchup. Yeah, it's not like Dallas has been uh, world beaters on defense of late. I understand they did kind of blow out the Rams this week, but that seemed to be more of just sloppy Talk mistakes by the Rams. and Hyde team, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of think that that's going to be more of a defensive game, and I wouldn't really enjoy starting Carson Wentz. But right now in one league, my two quarterbacks are Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz, uh, and fuck Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to roll Whoa, whoa, dude, what is up with the F-bombs? I, I'm sorry. I, I got into a habit on our Saturday episode where <laughs> I just – I'm very uh the very, no rules set yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. We're really earning He's also that. angry he got smashed in the title game. Yeah. yeah dynasty. We're really earning that E next to our podcast episode. Jeez. Yeah, we have to at least, you know, take full advantage of that, right? I I guess. Yes. <laughs> Moving on, number six. The Fitz Magic is alive and well. 23 for 41, 279, two touchdowns, 33 rushing yards. I know I added him in a league. Where I was looking to pick up Jared Goff, but didn't I missed out on the waiver claim? So Fitz was out there. I picked him up, and I'm very happy with my decision because next week he gets the Bengals at home. But I mean, the Bengals have been decent. But I, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm now I made myself sad because I was all excited, <laughs> but then realizing that they play the Bengals, who whose defense has been better. Uh, but I'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Stay tuned for our Week 16 preview episode. Really wow. quick though, um, Brian Fitzpatrick is the Dolphins' leading rusher, so I think you've got yourself yeah. a, a big That's QB right. there. Uh, moving on, number seven, Russell Wilson finally finds his way back into the top ten. Twenty for twenty-six, two hundred eighty-six yards, two touchdowns, one to Lockett and one to Metcalf. I, I don't know if he's going to be there every week. I mean, obviously, we pretty much have one more week left, but he gets the Arizona Cardinals at home, so I would hammer that match. Yep. I would assume so too. I I guess maybe even Hammer Hollister in that regard as well. Hey, hey, Christian, how bad does it feel that Matt Ryan finished his QB eight? And I still lost. Yeah, uh, so mean. Pre- pretty pretty bad. Uh, what's crazy <laughs> is he only threw for two hundred ten yards, uh, and one hundred and thirty four of those went to Julio Jones, you which is a lot you. of fucking bullshit. Excuse my French. He's another. Uh, this guy's. <laughs> But, oh yeah, Ryan, I'm livid, bro. 
Brian, 25 for 39, 210 and two touchdowns, both to the aforementioned Julio. And he gets Jacksonville at home next week. So if you advance to the fantasy championship, I'm I'm definitely okay with starting Ryan. He may very well be my start of the week come week 16. How about this? Dwayne Haskins, QB9, 19 for 28, 261 and two, 26 rushing yards. That makes me happy as a Dwayne Haskins guy, as an Ohio State guy. Uh, he gets the Giants next week. So, I mean, it's not a terrible matchup. Um, well, I mean, on paper, it's two, three, and 11 teams. So it is a terrible matchup. But fantasy wise, um, I'm not saying you start Haskins, but I, this makes me feel better about a guy like Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And, and then I think I feel pretty good about AP too, because if Haskins can keep them in ball games, AP is going to be productive. Yeah. That's how Bill Callahan wants to run the offense. And rounding out the top 10, Gardner Minshew, the mustached one, is back. 17 for 29, only 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's what it took to be QB 10. Wow. It, it was, was a rough say, week. Once, once you got past Mahomes at four, the numbers really dropped oh, yeah. off. That's woof. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, Minshew has to go on the road in Atlanta. I don't know if I'd want that matchup. Um, and let me just say, I totally whiffed on Garoppolo as my QB start of the week. I was expecting a much higher scoring game, a much better game out of him, and it just didn't happen. Okay, I picked Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I but, picked but, uh, I mean, Tanner Hill, so... Yeah. <laughs> but I did make the show, Doc, so numbers <laughs> skewed a bit. All right, let's move. Let's move on to running backs. And oh my lord, Kenyon Drake. 22 carries, 137 yards, four touchdowns. Yep. What do we say? Swiss cheese defense in Cleveland right there. Yeah. Uh I don't have any words. I think you can start Kenyon Drake next week, though. Yeah, I mean he gets the Seahawks. And I'm gonna go ahead and go out. I mean, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb. David Johnson will not be an Arizona Cardinal next season, whereas Kenyon Drake will be. Um, that's that's my prediction. I mean, possibly. I think we need to kind of give it the offseason, let David Johnson get fully healthy and see where we go from there. But I don't, it's shaky there because, I mean, they technically have three backs that have performed. I mean, so I what, argument, what argument do you make to the pro David Johnson versus Kenyon Drake set? Uh, if you – Cut him, you lose like seventeen million dollars, and no one's going to trade for that contract. That's the I only one. <laughs> and David I, I Johnson, is a I, I think star. someone would. Take, I think someone would take that on. I, yeah, but Kenyon Drake's a lot for Kenyan an Drake's, aging guy. Kenyon Drake's younger. He's probably going to demand less money. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. This is going to be a weird free agent market, especially awesome. with about six or seven viable running backs coming into this draft this year. Awesome. Uh, Let's just acknowledge the fact that we just went over Ryan Tannehill, going over Kenyon Drake. We're going to go over Devontae Park and wide receivers. Guys, what's the common denominator in those three? Adam Gase sucks. Getting away from Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. he is, the Dolphins he sucks. The, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is now having the worst season of his career because Adam Gase stinks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, what's because yeah. he doesn't like Bell? He didn't like Drake. Drake couldn't do anything. He's he didn't know how didn't to. Like he's a, he didn't like Parker. Gase sucks. Yeah, he's a QB whisperer that couldn't get anywhere near halfway through the best performance of Ryan yeah, Tannehill's career. Season, Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Darnold's at least kind of risen above his bull crap. But 
I mean, you're literally looking at Tannehill at an offense that's not even based around him. He is so much better than he pretty much was anytime Gase was around him. So, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, sorry, we got out on a tangent there. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey, RB2, 19 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, eight catches, 88 yards. Yes, yep. he's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Fantasy MVP this year deserves the number one overall draft pick next year. Moving on here, Miles Sanders. The final. No, you're not. <laughs> Get out of here. Miles Sanders, the breakout game that everybody was expecting from him. 19 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Six catches for 50 yards, and a touchdown through the air. Sat him on my bench. It didn't matter. Yeah, but I, I assume a lot of people are in that position where they sat Miles Sanders and they didn't pull out the win, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard. It was hard after the couple weeks he had. Uh, I mean, he's he was dealing with cramps. It was tough to trust him, but if you did, I mean, obviously you were greatly rewarded. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally sat him a dynasty, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colin, I am, Colin just I am definitely got me over that barrel. I am, that is like, I am Jesus, Randy. Well, at least I, I I use imagery, not straight to the point like Christian. <laughs> I am happy. I this may sound bad, but I'm happy neither of you won in dynasty, so I don't have to hear about it the entire off season now. Well, okay. you'll still hear about it. We both finished higher than you. Yeah, but still. I mean, none of us won. Congratulations. You guys were higher losers than I was. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to beat fairness. Randy so that you get a worse pick, Sean. That's the only reason I want to beat Randy. Not what, even for my own. does that matter? Sean has my he pick. Has, he has, I have Christian. Oh, I may tank. That's what Christian, hey. that's what uh, Sean did this week. Oh, I did do it. I 100% did it. Need that higher second round pick, baby. You also need to go through puberty fully. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't you sound like Christian on Saturday. I didn't, I didn't bring a water. I didn't bring a water with me. <laughs> anyway, Ezekiel Elliott, number four, 24 carries, 117 yards, two touchdowns, added three touches for 43 yards through the air. The Cowboys made a priority of running the ball. I mean, they had 40, uh, 36 carries between the two running backs. This kind of shows how the Cowboys want to win now. Um, they want to get up and they want to just feed Elliott. And obviously Elliott's one of the best running backs in football, and that's going to work well. Um, let's move on here. Number five. Uh, Christian, I'm sorry, man. Uh Saquon Barkley finishes running back five. 24 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns, four catches for 31 yards. You played him against me. Dude, and, and it was Saquon's two touchdowns at the end of that game that made me think. It gave me a lot of freaking hope because those two touchdowns were the difference between the, yeah. the 40% winning percentage or 67. And it gave me hope, and then it just <laughs> ripped my heart out. I looked at the end of the 1 o'clock games. I'm like, oh, crap, I might not win this one. Uh, but, yeah, Barkley's good. I mean, this is the kind of production you expected out of him. Uh, next week he gets the Redskins who Miles Sanders just torched. So Barkley is going to win people fantasy championships next. Chris Carson. This is a matchup. Everybody wanted to hammer, uh, against the Panthers, 24 carries, 133 yards, two touchdowns. He had no one to contest with in the backfield. Uh, it was great. And now he gets Arizona who Nick Chubb, who we'll talk about next, just ran for 127 yards on. I'm happy about that. Carson did have CJ Proceis taking a couple carries, which I am a big fan of. Randy knows how much I love CJ Proceis. 
Uh, think he's a really talented running back. Been riddled with injuries. He's never going to get an opportunity on this Seahawks team. Uh, Travis Homer was also out there. So uh, let's just say next year it'll be better with Carson and Penny. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb, RB7, 17 carries, 127 yards, and the touchdown added three carries for 21. The dude is just a outstanding running back. Yep. It'd be nice if the coaches would acknowledge that in the first half, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he brought. I mean, he brought him back. It was fourteen ten, and then just the wheels fell off. And it wouldn't have mattered. The defense couldn't stop. They couldn't stop us. Uh, our flag football team. But anyway, um, but Chubb hammer him. I, I still am okay. You're starting him next week against the Ravens because if the Browns are going to have any shot, they're going to try to control the game with the run. I think. I think this will be the first time that they actually make a effort to do it that way. Mark Ingram, RB8. <laughs> 13 carries for 76 yards of the touchdown. Added a 10-yard catch. Let the record show that Christian texted Randy and I in the group and said that he's not going to let me hear the end of it if the difference in the game was Mark Ingram's extra points that he got from that touchdown catch, and it wasn't. Hey, man, that would have been a really cool full circle moment, though. Yeah. Considering I have the signed Mark Ingram jersey sitting in the other room that Randy sent me because I traded for Mark Ingram last year for, uh, let's see, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah, like a dumbass. But last year, it didn't work out. I said, you know what? I have to draft him this year. He comes through in the championship game, and I still effing lose. So was that kind of a like uh, slap in the face type gift that Randy gave you then? Yeah, 100%. I also I sent him a Saquon shirt. I mean, That's I was trying awesome. to make it nice. That's awesome. All right. Uh, it's kind of a thank you for the for the free money that he gave me. You're welcome. And absolutely, <laughs> you're starting Mark Ingram next week against the Browns. Um, RB9, Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown, added two catches. He's really good, too. Like, if he was behind half of the other running backs in football, he would get a ton more carries, but he's behind one of the guys that Dallas just paid a ton of money for and behind a guy that's really good. I mean, next year he is the, I think he's the highest priority handcuff in fantasy. Um, yeah, in Madison. Yeah. yeah. And uh, number, so, I mean, you're not starting Tony Pollard next week. Uh, it just showed that he's a good player. Man, and I, I do wish he was backing up this next guy though. Todd Gurley, RB 10, 11, car- 11 carries for 20 yards. Did score. Uh, had three catches for 18 yards and a touchdown. Clearly, that's just based on the touchdowns. Uh, the Rams just were terrible last night. Um, there's not much more to say. They got down a ton early. Goff had to throw a bunch. So, yeah, you're starting Gurley next week if you have him. You're going to live and die by, t- by TG3. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to wide receivers. Skip number one. Oh, you will not. Julio Jones, 13 catches, 20 targets, 134 yards, and two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown, which is a second left that almost went to Austin Hooper. Um, we People have been, a lot of, including me, a lot of fantasy owners have been wondering if Julio was going to have that breakout game because he had had mediocre games leading up to this point, He's been battling some injuries, but he did it when it mattered for me. Did you say mediocre? He should come on the podcast. Oh, I don't think you want that, Christian. No, I don't. I, I take that's, that. Back. That's kind of like a 
That'd be awesome. It'd be like our own like Shiva Bull shuffle thing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but I mean, he gets the uh I lost it. No, I got it again. He gets the Jaguars at home week 16. I know I have him in a league that I'm hoping to advance to the championship. I cannot wait to play him next week. Yeah. Rashad yep. <laughs> Perryman, wide receiver two, five catches for 113 yards and three touchdowns. He is by far going to be the highest priority rate waiver ad for those that are looking to add somebody for next week. No Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans. Davis Winston is still going to throw the ball 40 times, and it's a lot of it's going to go to Perryman. Yep. I'm gonna be playing him against Christian for third place in Dynasty, and I hope he hope he scores another 30 points. Yeah, I may pick him up in the league. I just lost Godwin um, that I'm going to advance to the championship where I could use another receiver. I do have Adams and I picked up AJ Brown, but uh, I don't, I don't know if DJ Chark's going to play. And either, even so I, I would like to decide between Brown and Perriman for that. Never thought that those words would come out of my mouth. Well, maybe AJ Brown, uh, number three wide receiver, Jamison Crowder, uh, six catches on 11 targets, 90 yards and two touchdowns. He did drop the most egregious touchdown I've ever seen in my entire life. But then he made up for it by making a ridiculous catch two plays later. Did you guys see that drop that he had? Yeah, I was watching it while I was driving home that night. And uh, don't do that, listeners. Drive safely. But, uh, yeah, it was a terrible drop. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, Crowder's day was made by that really long – I, I, I want to say it was a 40-plus uh, yard catch. Other than that, like he still would have been productive because he had the two touchdowns. But I mean, it wouldn't have looked like this. I, I he he definitely. I don't think he would have made the top ten. Um, uh, probably not. Because I mean, you take away four points and a catch. I mean, you can have the catch, I guess. But I, I don't know. I <laughs> say, how does he get the touchdown without the catch? <laughs> well, he didn't score on that play, right? That was just a, a really long bomb. I don't know. I'm not starting Jamison Crowder next week. That's for sure. No, you're no, not against the Steelers. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> but we could have said that against the Ravens too. Yeah, I, I was sitting here like, why wouldn't you? Oh yeah, Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> In our defense, Jamison Crowder had been non-existent for three straight weeks. Yeah. Yep. Moving on, wide receiver four, Anthony Miller. How about that? Holy shit! Well, I I very late drafts picks and. Almost every league finally pays off at the very end of the year when I don't have him on any roster. Yeah, I mean, the dude got 15 targets. I, he's gotten over 10 targets, I want to say, the last three weeks. I think you have to start Anthony Miller. Moving on, number five, Tyler Lockett. Eight catches on nine targets for 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he showed that he was feeling better. Um, that was I did, I wanted to stay away from Lockett. I feel like you guys did too, but at the end of the day, he if you trusted him, he panned out for you. Yeah, I don't think many people were trusting him though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I did. I told my brother, my brother listened to us. My brother sat Tyler Lockett and he was all upset. And I told him that we had reasons behind it. Well, yeah, I mean, this, we did. We did. The first him time he's done anything in over a month. I mean, yeah. we did say to sit Lockett and Crowder, who he had both of them. But he did play. He played Crowder, but Crowder and Lockett did finish our wide receiver three and wide receiver five. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, Lockett at home against Arizona. I'm sure you guys are both intrigued. Yep. Yeah, but- yeah, maybe. I mean, he's going against Patrick Peterson, who 
looked revived yesterday. I don't think he'll shadow him though. Mm-hmm. He might. I mean, he was on Odell. I could, I could see him going against Metcalf. To be honest, I could see them putting see. him on Metcalf. But anyway, moving on. AJ Brown, eight catches on thirteen targets for 114 yards and a touchdown. He leads the league in yards per catch. He's just really, really good. And you know what's crazy is he didn't get a ton of fanfare coming out of school because he played with DK Metcalf. And I'm going to be honest, he's the better of the two Ole Miss wide receivers. And he was when he was at Ole Miss. I mean, I think they're very comparable. I think that a lot of uh, people thought that they benefited uh, by having each other at Ole Miss, and that's why they were so productive. But, I mean, the Duke beast. Yeah, Michael Thomas is also good. Um, and by the way, Michael he Thomas, will finish. He will finish in the top ten, which means that our percentage actually bumps up to sixty five percent. And if Breeze gets in, that means it's sixty seven or something like that. So, Randy, a really great catch you just made. Yeah, that was that's nasty, that's Christian. You'll see it in a minute. Thanks. All right, but yeah, AJ Brown next week plays the Saints. I'm still okay with starting him because he's oh. by far Tannehill's first option. Yeah, he was my start of the week, mainly because I picked Tannehill as my quarterback start of the week, but yeah. definitely worked out. I mean, he and his his major concern for me earlier in the year was he was only getting about three to four targets. And if you're going to give him this many targets and he's getting this production per catch, I mean, I don't know how he's not a wide receiver too. At least, like you know, what's nice too is um, in our in one of my keeper leagues. If you pick up a guy that wasn't drafted, it's the week you pick him up is the round that you would then lose, or it's a, it's a one round advancement. So, actually, no. And if you pick him up in the off seat, if you pick him up as a free agent, it's the round that you picked him up. I picked him up going into this week, so I will lose my fifteenth round pick if I keep AJ Brown. Yeah, I'd keep him. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right, let's move on here. Wide receiver seven, Terry McLaurin back on the list. Five catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. McLaurin's just really good, man. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't expect this at all for with him coming out of Ohio State. But it, him and Haskins seemed like they were on the same page this week at least. And again, Haskins gets a decent matchup against the Giants next week. I'm okay with starting McLaurin. Yeah, shout out to, I believe, Sarah. Someone tweeted at us. Uh, Pascal or McLaurin, and I responded Pascal, and then <laughs> I actually about twenty minutes later I I shot her a DM and said, hey, "Yeah, I I I was like, you can't do that with Ty potentially playing. Uh, throw McLaurin in your lineup." And she didn't respond, so I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh shit!" Did she ended up playing McLaurin. She ended up playing McLaurin, so she I think got the win because of McLaurin. And we can feel and because of our, yeah, that's what we're here for. Hundred percent. Wait a minute, is this right? Did Tyree Kill really finish as the wide yeah. receiver eight? Two touchdowns, yeah. sir. Oh, you know what? That's probably what I missed. I, I guess, yeah, that's my bad. Uh, yeah, we talked about eleven point seven points plus twelve. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that he had the two touchdowns. So he's just a really good receiver, man. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Range, no. Chris Harris, Jim Harris, Bob Harris. Doesn't matter. Laquan Harris. Who's hmm. Laquan Harris? <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we kid. We kid because we love. 
Moving on, wide receiver nine, Devontae Adams. He's just really good at football. Seven catches on 13 targets for 103 yards. Did have Aaron Rodgers' only touchdown. Um, yeah, I'm very glad to have him as a dynasty wide receiver. Yep, I'm very glad to have him as a keeper wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. And, uh, Christian, you're yes. happy to have Mark Ingram, right? Yes. I'm not keeping Mark Ingram. Fuck yeah, this. I was going to say, Devontae Adams will forever <laughs> be on my roster because of that trade, and I believe like week five. It was like the first week off his suspension last year. It was second week. Well, like he had a good game. I believe we traded yeah. that week. So I might actually have to keep Mark Ingram just because. <laughs> just because Christian what? needs to grasp onto something. Which is actually kind of hilarious because he had a really good game earlier this year, and then I traded him a dynasty as well. So I will forever pick Mark Ingram and then get him the hell off my roster immediately <laughs> once he does anything. And Take notes. Wrapping up the wide receivers, Devontae Parker. He just signed a four-year extension with Miami. He's finally becoming the receiver they drafted him to be. Four catches, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. I hope to God that this isn't just a product of Fitzpatrick. I think it is that Parker is a talented receiver. Um, and I, I, I wish I didn't, I don't have any shares of him anywhere. I wish I did because he's a great player. I wish I would have gotten him in dynasty. Cause he was probably a guy that I don't know who drafted Parker, but you probably could have gotten him cheap. Um, but now, I mean, he's, he's just a stud. Yeah. I do want to say, I think this is actually really helped out by Preston Williams going down. He yeah, actually seemed to come that, out on I, top. I that could be true too. Yeah. He, I mean, he also played more, with Rosen, then Fitzpatrick, uh, Preston Williams, that is. But he definitely came out as a star going into midway through the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think the Dolphins next year, though, are going to benefit from having a new quarterback. Um, I know it's going to be a rookie. More. What than do you do with Josh Rosen, man? <laughs> you trade him for a fourth-round pick? I think he just devalues every year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like depreciation. Yeah, 100%. He, um, sucks as a quarterback so they're going to draft one and i think preston I see that's the thing I, I don't know we don't know how good rosen is it's yeah. it's like he's been in he's been in two of the worst situations the last yeah year. with two of the worst lines exactly so i mean we don't really know but oh also speaking of that so we're wrapping up the wide receivers can i just give an honorable mention to joe mixon he didn't finish as a top 10 running back this week but he did finish with 130 rushing yards against the best defense in football. He has been running back six since week eight. I'm taking my victory lap. He is a good running back, and you guys devalue. I still think that trade was crap, but <laughs> I don't know why you're bringing up a running back after we wrap up receivers. Also, because it reminded me of that. Also, Mixon was my sit of the week, so my apologies. Um, you guys are really bad at sits. I'm just saying. No, hey, we. Hey, Devontae you know, Freeman was a good sit. I mean, my second one, I don't remember who it was, but I it remember. Was hanging, it was that was a good fruit. What? I said my my Devontae Freeman sit was low hanging fruit, but still. Yep. But I'm just saying, I, I do want to talk about Joe Mixon just for a second. The dude is really good. He's he's done this two years in a row now with one of the worst offenses in football. He's consistently got it done. Yeah, I get it. He had those terrible weeks at the beginning of the year where you didn't even want to look at the box. But now he's started to come on because he's getting more touches. He's just really good. And if I'm in a dynasty league, if I'm in a keeper league, I am targeting Joe Mixon right now. All right. That's enough Joe Mixon and Bengals talk. That's all I have to say about that. 
But do you guys disagree though? No, no, not necessarily. I am I am now officially point six eight points away from being two and oh well two four three this week in the playoff. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about well when we do our conclusion, we'll wrap up how we did this week. Um but let's move on to tight ends here. Hopefully by then Lutz kicks another extra point. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to tight ends. This is more like it, guys. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Zach Ertz, Jonu Smith, Mark oh. Andrews, Dallas Goddard. Well, you, you skipped one there, bud. <laughs> but I'm, I was just going through the names of like the guys that we would expect to see on this list. We expect to see Jonu Smith on here every time. Yeah, with with no, I think when Delaney Walker went down, that the expectation <clears throat> was that Smith would appear on these lists more often. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, let's go down the list here. George Kittle, 13 catches on 17 targets for 134 yards. He was really the only one that did anything in the San Francisco passing game. It just shows how good he is when he's healthy. I just realized that between two players, you your team had 37 <laughs> targets. Yes, it did, baby. And that's pretty ridiculous, and I think I'm going to boycott both the 49ers and the Falcons. Yeah. Cool story, bro. <laughs> And also, you know, I had Darren Waller on my bench, too, who had eight catches for 122 yards. Yep. I, I started <laughs> Ian Thomas. Cooler story. Uh, I started off. <laughs> but, yeah, George Kittle, really good at football. Really good tight end. Tight end one. Uh, I'd love to have him in Dynasty. Oh, wait. I do have him in Dynasty. Uh, moving on. Travis Kelsey. Quarter, wide, I'm sorry. Tight end, too. Jesus Christ. Jesus. I'm, too, I'm too excited about George Kittle. Travis Kelsey, tight end two, 11 catches on 13 targets for 142 yards. Um, I think a lot of people were disappointed with him early in the year, but he just showed who he is, and that's just a great tight end. Yeah. But Tyler Higby, again, 12 catches, 111 yards, 14 targets. Is he the more talented of the two tight ends in Los Angeles? I'm not fully sure I can say he's the most talented, but he's definitely the more superior blocker, which is why he's always going to be in the game now. So, Who would you rather have in a dynasty league? Well, Higby, just from the shift that's happened at the end of this year, I understand effort's been hurt, don't get me wrong, but we started to see the shift before he got hurt, and, I mean, if he's going to continue to play like this, they technically, if they can get Brandon Cooks back to, you know, full health and walking the right way or whatever the hell's going on <laughs> at this point. Walking be, the right way. Dude, he's had so, anybody that's had so many concussions like that, I, I just get worried about everything. That's <laughs> um, let me just note that I traded Tyler Higby for Ian Thomas in Dynasty, and I'm... Yes. I don't think I, I would have expected this ever, um, just because... No, ever, I don't what, think anybody could. I do believe that Everett is the more talented player, and he's the younger guy. So I think that they'll run him out. I, I know Randy, you said he's a better Higby is a better blocker, um, and I do think that that matters. But I think in terms of pass catching and what you're going to see on these lists once Everett's healthy, I think you're going to see Everett come back. At least I am crossing all my fingers and toes, hoping that's what happens. Because if I gave up Tyler Higby, a uh, tight end one for Ian Thomas, who there's no guarantee he even starts next year. Uh, I'm going to be pretty sad, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be interested to be looking at the training camps and all the report coming out of the Rams facilities just because it's the same with route running and just catching in general, blocking something you could work on as, as a receiver, as a tight end, as a lineman, whatever. You can work on it, and I hope Everett does so 
this isn't a problem in the future for him because he is talented. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's enough two tight ends for the Los Angeles Rams talk. Uh, (laughs) Darren Waller, tight end four, eight catches, 122 yards. That's the kind of Waller game you would expect. You don't always expect him to find the end zone, but you figure he's going to get a ton of targets, which he did. Um, He's come on to become one of the better tight ends, and he's still relatively young. So moving forward in the next year, he's definitely a guy that I think is going to be drafted in the top five. Uh, Zach Ertz, another decent game, five catches for 61 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. Again, he was kind of like Kelty where you were disappointed with Ertz early in the season, but he's definitely come on the last couple weeks and you're starting him again next week against Dallas. Um, I mean, Tyler Higby just put up 111 yards and 12 catches, so that makes you feel good about Ertz. Jonu Smith, uh, five catches for 60 yards, and that ends up being tight end six. Jesus, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I'm surprised Seals Jones actually isn't higher up yeah. just for the two touchdowns. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones, revenge game, three catches, 29 yards, two touchdowns. David Njoku was a surprise and active based on a coach's decision, and that was a game that we kept telling you that if you were going to hold on to Njoku to hammer, uh, apparently we didn't know that Freddie Kitchens would not want to play David hey. Njoku. Really quick, I do want to take my credit uh, because on Saturday's episode, I said, and I I said, I'm going out on a limb here, but I think Ricky Seals-Jones is the tight end to have in DFS this week if you're starting yeah. a Browns tight end. And Well, uh, well before the joke it was ruled out, though. You, I, I, you I may have agreed. If, what, what, if what's that, Sean? Were you the one that called Freddie Kitchens and told him to sit in Joku? No, yes. he probably just dropped 20 passes in practice, and they yeah. just sat him. No, I'm a big fan of Chief. I I know how cool of a guy he is. I know he sucks at catching passes. I hope he yeah. isn't on the Browns next year. He He's an, like, Njoku is an incredible he's such a like, good physical talent, specimen. He's talent. such a good talent, right? I, I just... I mean, he can get, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, he can get better. His hands can get yeah. better. It's just, it's a position where you're most likely only going to get five targets a game. And well, if you're dropping three or four of those, it's, and you got to stay healthy, and he hasn't been able to do that. I know that's not always always yeah. his fault. But. Yeah, he's had some freak injuries too, yeah. but I don't, I don't know, man. I, I do want to believe in Njoku. I definitely did come into this year, but if I mean healthy is clearly a concern, but just don't drop four passes a game, please. Yeah. Number eight, uh, tight end Mark Andrews, four catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. He was questionable going into the game. But if you stuck with him, if you played him on Thursday night, you felt pretty good about it. Jason Witten, tight end nine, four catches for 36 and a touchdown. I had to pivot to Witten in a league that I was going to start Evan Ingram until Friday when the news came out that Ingram wasn't going to play. And I was so happy that when that Witten caught a, caught a touchdown because it could very well be the reason I'm going to the fantasy championship in that league. And uh, rounding out the tight ends, Dallas Goddard, five catches for 55 yards. Gross stat line. It's still tight on 10. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's tight ends for you. Right. Well, All that's right. also a product of the Eagles having no one. So, yeah. Hey, hey, Greg Ward. Greg Ward's a- called by yours truly. Just saying. Correct. Too bad the the rest of the lineup. Kind of well, stuff. we we suffered from the Dalvin Cook injury. In all honesty, I believe we were like five points away from the minimum cash out in our tournament. <laughs> And sad. just to just to mention that it does sound like the reports from practice were positive today, 
Mike Zimmer said he feels a lot better this week, so keep an eye on that. Um, Alexander Madison was also banged up, didn't play last week, so I don't or yesterday, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. But keep an eye on Mike Boone. If neither of those guys play, you have to hammer Mike Boone. Yeah, I mean maybe this is finally one of those games where they have to throw a bunch, but. I assume with almost any back, they will at least get a decent performance out of the running game. So, Yeah. All right, boys, that'll do it for our Week 15 recap. Um, I just wanted to mention kind of how we did in our fantasy playoffs this week. Personally, I was in eight. I was in seven semifinals and a championship. Obviously, if you guys haven't been able to tell, I did win that championship. And of the other seven semifinals, I look like I'm going to advance in five of them. So I could end the year with six fantasy championships out of my 11 leagues. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, you should just start telling people six fantasy championships, though, because every time you say the second number, it's like, that's good. But like, man, I'm paying above 500. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, if I finished it, if I just said I'm going to win, I have a chance to win six fantasy championships. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty good. I mean, personally, best case, I have a shot at winning two championships out of five. So I'm definitely not the one to be talking about a 500 percentage. <laughs> Christian, what about you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me and Christian will be facing off in the Dynasty third place bowl, pretty much. Hey, but. that's not official yet. I need Michael Thomas to score <laughs> about 30 more points. Well, it's official for me because Colin absolutely just destroyed me. Hey, yeah. I mean, great game by his team yeah um and then uh also a quick update i lost to by far the worst team in my punishment league punishment. It's, it's looking like i'm gonna finish last i'm going to have to do the punishment and i'm not happy about it i uh i was a, i was a real dick about it yesterday uh a big big time sore loser because this kid you? I, no well no i've been a pretty good loser on this episode, Sean, you must admit. All However, the, all of the F bombs aside. Yeah, well, those are just natural. Uh, you're getting the real Christian tonight. But um, this kid that I lost to, he scored less than 100 at least three times throughout the year. Oh, I, don't, I didn't count it all up. And That's he comes rough. out and he scores over 200 against me this week. What the hell, dude? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake did it. <laughs> Wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, we don't even have. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't even have any more words. Yeah, that's that's awful. Ter- <laughs> terrible week. Lost my championship. Lost my semifinal, and lost the semifinal to. Uh, the, if I win it, I don't have to do the punishment. So, uh, don't ask me for advice because I obviously <laughs> suck. <laughs> yes, please. Are, when are you going to know what punishment you're going to be doing? By the way. Uh, before next season, so it'll be. A oh, what? So it's gonna be like a draft Ooh. punishment type deal. It might be. I, I'm not entirely sure. Okay, well, all right. Well, on that note, um, if you'd like to check out some more content, check out www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We will be adding our week 16 rankings for this week. Um, we're gonna have a lot more content coming your way to close out the year. Uh, we probably, I'm my guess. I'm this nothing set in stone right now, but I'm guessing we'll do some yearly kind of yearly wrap ups, maybe some awards per se. Um, 
I, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing out loud here, but that's probably something that you, you'll you be seeing. Um, <clears throat> make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, and please leave us a review. Uh, Randy's chomping at the bit to read the next review that we have. Um, and share us with your friends. I mean, we appreciate all the support. Um, we couldn't do it without you guys as the listeners. Um, I mean, we could. It's just it would be sad that we're talking to ourselves. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, boys, got anything to add? Yeah, just really quick. Don't forget about um, Abby's link. It will be in the description. It will be in the tweet. It will be on Facebook and Instagram. So please, please share. Um, we don't necessarily care if you listen to this episode, but if you have listened all the way through, uh, just please, please share that link. And keep an eye out. We will be having a contest coming your way soon. Um, be giving away something. It's pretty cool, uh, but we'll touch on that on a later date. Uh, other than that, uh, let's go watch the end of this Monday night game. And let's, uh, I'm going to dance my way all the way to the fantasy championship. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you later. We gone. <laughs>